You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. All right, back to the show indeed. Uh, My name is Monsignor Schumacher, and as we wait for Steve Ray to come on, I want to say hello to Jared Spooner, our Focus missionary here from Corpus Christi. Jared, good morning to you. Good morning, Monsignor. Thanks for uh, visiting me. Thanks for having me. Having a a pastor visit. It's very polite of you. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's good to be back home in Bismarck and uh, good to see friends, family, and uh, see some people around the... Fantastic. We're going to visit with you uh, at the top of the hour, Jared, all right? Wonderful. I have as my next guest Steve Ray in the house again. Is that right? Steve, good morning. I'm in the house here in our home in Michigan, and good morning to you, Monsignor. Good to hear your voice again. You're in your house. You're in the Upper Midwest Real Presence Radio Network house. Uh, Steve, how have you been? I've been good. We uh, are doing fine. We have a new grandbaby being born in the next week or two, so we're uh, anticipating that, but uh, everything is good. We're hoping for a better 2022 with pilgrimage getting back on the road again. Uh, let's talk about your your schedule, um, CatholicConvert.com. Is that the uh, your your site where you travel? Yep. And uh, CatholicConvert.com. Uh, wh- where are you going next? Our next trip is to Italy. It's called the Saints and Shrines of Italy. We start up in Milan in the mountains with uh, Saint Ambrose and the Duomo, which is one of the most magnificent churches in the world, and move our way south through Pavia with uh, Augustine Bones, through uh, San, uh, San Clemente, I'm sorry, at the Padre Pio and the uh, cave of Mike, St. Michael and the, um, the Eucharistic miracle of Lanciano and Montepello with the face cloth of Christ and the Holy House of Loreto and Assisi, and we're going to end up in Rome with my good friend and the best guide, Liz Lev, who's going oh, yeah. to uh, guide us for three days, the highlights of Rome. So that's coming up in March. April, Israel. May, Israel. June, Oberammergau, to Germany, Switzerland, and Italy for the play. We're doing that twice this year. Um, October 10th is a big St. Paul cruise where we're going to follow the footprints of St. Paul through the Mediterranean. So we got a lot going on. And also we have four domestic ones. We're doing the St. and Patriots of Philadelphia. We're doing the uh, uh, Shrines of Michigan, the Saints and Shrines of Wisconsin with Cardinal Burke. He was sure. a big hit last time we did that. And also St. Augustine, Florida again. So we're going to be busy my this guest. Year. Steve Ray is my guest. CatholicConvert.com is his site. He'd be great to travel with. And I don't know if I visited with you. I know that we've texted since you've been in Bismarck, but uh, how did you find your time here and uh, your, the rest of your time here in North and South Dakota, Steve? Well, I, my wife was with me, and we just had a delightful time. I really, I have to say, the people there are extraordinary, and I love the freedom that you have there, too, from wearing the masks and all that kind of thing. It's uh, very refreshing to come to your state. And I also, um, my wife and I loved the people, the genuine Midwestern people, the, the middle of the country, just great folks, honest, true blue they're the kind of people that make America work. Let's put it that way. And I also love the landscape. I just, I from driving from Bismarck all the way through to South Dakota and on to uh, Aberdeen, uh, it was just stunning. 
I've never done that before. I've been out to South and North Dakota before, but not driving like that. And to see the beautiful landscape, just miles and miles of prairie and antelopes, and I was just, we're looking forward to coming back sometime. I, I know that we, we had a, a big group. Karen is here. We, we had a, a big group at the, the Bismarck Events Center here. Uh, what was our attendance in Bismarck? We had almost 700. 700. Almost, yeah, yep. almost 700. And um, I know that, that everyone who listened to you was inspired and uh, moved by, uh, by your conviction, by your conversion to the Catholic faith. And uh, I want to thank you for, for that, Steve. And um, we're, we're continuing with your book today. As we continue, the, the book is entitled The Catholic Faith by Steve Ray, um, which came out in 2020. Um, and I, I guess that, that's, let's do a little bit of work here, Steve, so we can deduct this. Okay. On, pa- on page 108 uh, of, of your book, um, you say, we cannot avoid it, the end will come. So that, that, let's talk about the, the, the last four things, as we call them in Catholicism. What are they? Okay, I, I like to say to people um, who kind of, especially young people who think they're invincible, that there's not going to be an end. Because when you're young, you feel like you're just going to go on forever. Now, I just turned 67, so I'm thinking, man, in 13 years, I'm going to be 80 years old. All of a sudden, the end starts to be more real to you when you are at, the end, at that end-of-life section. So um, I always tell people, no one's getting out of here alive. It's going to happen. If Jesus comes back, then some of us are going to, those people who are alive in Christ will go out alive. But those, all through history, there's only been a very few people like Elijah and Enoch and Mary who got out of here alive. Um, and maybe even they, uh, Mary died first, John Paul II uh, claimed that she did. But it's um, it's the whole idea that death is going to come, whether it is Jesus comes right away or whether I die. Either way, the end is going to come, and we have to be ready for it. And the final thing that we have, are that, the, that the Church has always referred to, is death, judgment, heaven, and hell. We will be facing that reality without question. We can be certain, they say, death and taxes. Well, that is, it's death is certain that's going to come to us, whether it is... Oh, you know, Father, I have to say that just um, on Monday... A good friend of ours who was even a chaplain on one of our pilgrimages. He was about a 45-year-old priest, a wonderful priest. He was driving to work. His car hit a patch of ice. His truck flipped over, and he died instantly. He didn't think he was going to die that day. Nobody knows when they're going to die. So pray, make a prayer for soul, everybody, that hears this, Father Hudgens. Um, just, it was so sad, such a great priest. Uh, but we don't know when we're going to die. We don't know if it's going to be right now or it's going to be a year from now, but it is going to come. It's going to happen to us. And we have to be prepared for death and then judgment and one of two options, heaven or hell. We're all going to end up in one of those two places. And the Bible's a little bit scary there. Jesus said that narrow is the gate that leads to life. Wide is the gate that leads to damnation, and many there are who follow it. So those kind of things should keep us on our toes and prepared all the time. Steve Ray is my guest. Uh, Steve, I remember when I was teaching uh, high school, I had consolation in the words of St. Thomas Aquinas, who said, uh, religion by its very nature appeals to a mature mind. Uh, and indeed, religion by its very nature appeals to a mature mind because that mature mind has a, has a sense of death. 
more more than more than the youth do. And yeah, I mean, what a grace it is to keep death daily before our eyes, as Saint Benedict taught his monks. Yeah, um, yeah. I have a uh, many of the saints had skulls. Yeah, the popes and Saint Jerome had a skull. I have a skull actually, and. It, it's been on my desk for a long time, and when my kids were young and their friends would come over, they'd look at it, and they'd, they'd go and whisper in my kids' ears, why does your dad have a skull on his desk? And my daughter would say to him, because the skull talks to him every morning, go ask him, he'll tell you. So the kids would come in, to, the little guys and girls would come over and say, Mr. Ray, what does your daughter mean that the skull talks to you? I said, it does every morning. I get up and I sit down at my desk and I think I'm very important. I'm going to live forever. And I I can be kind of willy-nilly with the decisions I make. But the skull looks at me first thing in the morning. This is Mr. Steve Ray. In a few years, you're going to look just like me. What kind of choices are you going to make today? What are you going to do today? Because someday you're going to be looking just like me. And it is a way to remember. In Rome, and I'm sure you know this, there's a Catholic church there called the Church of the Bones. And as you walk in, it says, it's all full of bones. Everything right. is made of bones. The door frames, the lanterns, uh, you know, the chandeliers, everything is made out of bones. The whole room is full of skulls of all of the Yes, of those monks that's in there. And as you walk in, it says, as we, as you are now, we once were. As we are now, you soon shall be. Mm-hmm. The Bone Church, I love it. Then you can walk down the street and see the American Embassy, which is kind of cool. Steve, (laughs) let's talk. uh, um, When we pray in the Creed, I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. How does this resurrection take place? Do Catholics believe in the rapture? Elaborate on that a little bit. When we pray, okay. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. But th- th- let's talk about that resurrection because it's often confused with other things. Yes, the, the, the world, all of history, they believed in something. Many of them believed in life after death, but not regarding the body. The body was like a prison that kept the soul imprisoned. And when death had kind of released, the body would be gone. And Christians really were the first to come up with this, or the Jews, I should say, too, and the Christians, that the resurrection, the end of time, is actually going to be, eternal life is going to be with the body. God made the body, and when he made it, he said, very, very good. He likes our bodies. So we, Jesus even likes it so much, he became a body. He came down and took on flesh. So we are going to be, when we die, the death is, according to the Christian point of view, is that the soul and the body are separated. And that's death. Death means the separation. The body and the soul are separated. The soul goes to be with God, the body is buried. At the resurrection, that is when those dead bodies are going to be raised up again and reunited with the soul. And then we'll be whole again. This is, I have a riddle I call, born once, die twice. Born twice, die once. And it's a good riddle for Catholics to use with people. If you were if you were born only once physically, you're going to die twice, physically and spiritually, forever separated. Death means separation. Final death is us, man, separated from God. But if you're born twice, which means physical birth, and born again through baptism, then you will only die once physically, but you will live for eternity. That's why Jesus could say, if you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will never die. He didn't mean that you wouldn't physically die. He means the eternal death of separation from God. So resurrection is at the end of time, all of the bodies are going to be raised from the dead. 
And here's what John says. Do not marvel in hours coming, which all who are in the tomb will hear his voice. All, that means the righteous and the unrighteous, will hear his voice and come forth out of the tomb. Those who did good deeds will have a resurrection of life. And those who have committed evil deeds, a resurrection of judgment. There's no faith alone there, Father. There's no concept of faith alone. It is those who have done good deeds, a resurrection of life, and those who have done evil deeds, a resurrection of judgment. And so resurrection, we then go, and then there's the final judgment at the end of time. Steve Ray's book is entitled The Catholic Faith, an introduction to the creeds. It came out in 2020. Are you working on any other uh, books right now, Steve? Yes. In fact, my book on Genesis, it's about 500 pages. I think there's not, I don't think there's any recent uh, Catholic commentaries on the book of Genesis, which is foundational for the whole Bible. And that's coming out this year with Ignatius Press. It's going to, the title will be Genesis. I don't know what else will be in the title, but it'll be Genesis and about 500 pages and coming out with Ignatius Press this year. We're going to take a break here, Steve, if you could uh, hang on. Uh, We're talking about his book, The Catholic Faith, uh, Steve Ray, and we're talking about uh, the last four things, uh, which in our Catholic faith uh, is death, judgment, heaven, and hell. And uh, it's our Catholic faith that helps us face them confidently and and with peace. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about forgiveness, Steve. When when we pray, we confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I think as we start this new year, we should should talk uh, after the break about forgiveness. Uh, How can I forgive? And, and what does it mean when I'm forgiven? If you'll uh, hang on after the break. Sure. We're coming up. Thank you very much. We're coming up on 46 minutes past the hour, wherever you are. And my name is Monsignor Schumacher, and I'm your host for this segment of Real Presence Live. We'll be back in just one moment. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. If you have ever been through the hell of deep darkness and suffering, like the suicide of a loved one, do you know that your experience may be helpful to someone else? I'm Father Chris Alar. Mercy is defined as a particular mode of love that when love encounters suffering, it does something about it. And when you exercise the corporal and spiritual works of mercy, you are truly loving your neighbor. Jesus said, when a soul approaches me with trust, I fill it with an abundance of graces that it cannot contain it within itself, but radiates them to other souls. Let us show you how to be that radiator and find healing for yourself in the process. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. 
In this season of giving, give a life-changing gift to yourself or someone you love. Give the gift of education. What better time than now to complete a bachelor's degree, earn a graduate degree, or tailor your education with a certificate from the University of Mary. With classes available online, in the evenings, or a combination of both, your degree at Mary will fit into your schedule. Give yourself the gift of a flexible, affordable education from Mary. Learn more at online.umary.edu. Online.umary.edu. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. All right, we are back to the show, and thank you for listening to Real Presence Live. I'm visiting with Steve Ray. We're talking about his book, and we're talking about uh, the last four things. Uh, Steve Ray, for me, Steve Ray, for me, has always been a person that reminds us of the gift that we have in our Catholic faith. And I've, I've always said that people leave um, the faith uh, because they don't know what they're leaving. And what Steve Ray did at the Bismarck Events Center is reminded us of uh, the gift we have in our Catholic faith. And um, so, first of all, let me say thank you for that, Steve, and for, for inspiring the people to continue to live their faith. Uh, you, you are a gift in, in, in that regard, for sure. Well, thank you very much. And you are certainly a gift, too, being a senior priest for all of us. And uh, Real Presence Radio is a gift, because it also reminds us every day and what we have and what we should expect and what we should do and how we should live. <laughs> That's a great gift because uh, the Word of God is a gift and you share that with us, uh, with people in those areas every day. We're talking about the last four things, death, judgment, heaven, and hell. And we're, when we pray that we uh, confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, let's talk about forgiveness, as I promised before the break. You, you write in your book that forgiveness is a two-sided coin. Heads is the responsibility of the guilty person to seek forgiveness. Tails is the responsibility of the per- person wrong to extend forgiveness. And if to yes. forgive is to forget, um, it, it's always hard to do. That, that's, let's talk about forgiveness in the context of the creed and in the context of our lives as we begin this new year. Well, forgiveness plays right into this topic of the last thing, because we pray in the Lord's Prayer, and I know that we rattle through it a lot of times without ever thinking of what we're saying, but it says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. In other words, we're asking God, saying, look at us and how we forgive others, and we're asking you to forgive us the same way that we forgive others. And there's the whole idea of Jesus, that if you refuse to forgive, then God's not going to forgive you. It's, it's a whole—we it's, it's, have to be like him. We have to display love and that forgiveness. Christ came down, and he loved us even when we were unlovable, even when we were sinners. He gave his life for us, and he forgave us. We have to accept that forgiveness, of course. We can't just be presumptuous and assume he's going to— Posted on our on our uh, you know bulletin board for us, but we have to accept that. But he has given us a free gift of forgiveness, and that's what we should do for others. We should practice what Christ does. And I know of a couple right now that um, are mad at a family member of ours. Very good Catholics, both of them, daily mass attenders, and they won't talk to this friend of mine because they did something to offend them a while ago. And instead of dealing with it or forgiving, they just have a, a grudge 
and they refuse to talk, and they refuse to let their kids play together. And I just, I'm going to have to confront this person's family someday and say, do you realize that when you say the prayer, that forgive us, but, uh, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive others, that you're setting yourself up for big trouble with God if you do not forgive, if you do not let that be bygones be bygones. Uh, th- let's go back to the rapture, uh, Steve. Um, I- is there a rapture, as some Protestants teach? There is a rapture, but not as some Protestants teach. If, you, if the rapture means that we're all going to be taken up, yes, at the end times, we're all going to be taken up into heaven. But let's start with the fact that the word rapture is never found in the Bible. It is a made-up Protestant doctrine that did not come into existence until the mid-1800s in Scotland, when two women who considered themselves prophetesses in a Plymouth Brethren Protestant group declared that Jesus was going to come back in a rapture and take out all of his believers before the end of time. This was totally new. No one had ever taught about it. It's not in the Bible. It's a Protestant invention. It's what it is. There are two comings of Christ. Jesus comes as, as a suffering servant to die for our sins. Great surprise to the Jews, because the Messiah is supposed to, you know, come in and bring peace and conquer. But he, he, it seems like, what, what's this about? The, the Messiah, you say that's the Messiah, but he just suffered and died. Well, yes, that's the first coming of the Christ. But then he's going to come again the second time at the end of the world. Now, the Protestants have a third return of Christ, but he doesn't come all the way down. It's a secret one called the rapture. He only comes into the clouds, not all the way down, and those who are believing in him at the time, he takes them up out of the earth into heaven, and then the tribulation comes on the earth, and all the other people suffer under the tribulation. This is total nonsense. It is not found anywhere in the Bible. In fact, they use the verse, I know I'm going on a little bit about this, but I think it'll help a lot of people, and they say the book's called Left Behind, and they ask the Catholics, yes. do you want to be left behind? Why don't you become a real Bible Christian and believe in the rapture, or you'll be left behind? And if they ask me that, I said, of course I want to be left behind. Why? Because those words come from the story of Jesus, when, he, when Jesus tells the story of Noah. As in the days of Noah, when they were eating and drinking and living, he said, then the, 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 um, the evil people were swept away by the flood. Who remained? Noah and his family remained. The rest were taken away. So when Jesus said there's going to be a woman who's going to be taken and another one be left behind, those, the, the whole idea is that Noah was the one who was left behind. The evil people were swept away, taken away by the flood. That's Jesus' illustration. So if somebody says to me, do you want to be left behind? I say, of course I do, just like Noah was. I do not want to be swept away by the evil with the flood. So the whole idea of the rapture, there's good books written on it if anybody wants to read them, but the whole idea of the rapture is a Protestant myth. It's a false teaching, and Catholics should not be involved in it. There's only two comings of Christ, the first coming to suffer, the second coming at the end of the world. How could the Protestants not know that if they're sola scriptura, if they're only scripture? How could they not not know that reference to Noah? in that interpretation? I, I don't know. It, it's confusing to me. It's because they want to believe it. My dad believed it, I have to say this, and my dad wanted to believe it. My dad wanted to believe that no matter what, his sins are forgiven, he had eternal security, no matter what, past, present, future, all sins are forgiven, and that Jesus is going to come down and take him. He wanted to believe it. It's a nice thing to believe, but it's not the truth. And Protestants believe it because, you know, here's the funny thing. They say that we shouldn't believe in purgatory because you can't find the word purgatory in the Bible. But neither can you find the word rapture in the Bible. They, it's just not there. And they, they use the word perusio, the coming again of Christ, but that's referring in the Bible to the end times, the final coming of Christ. So 
the whole idea is when you are a Baptist like I was, you wear a pair of Baptist glasses and you have a tradition. I was taught my Baptist tradition about the rapture, too, before I could ever read the Bible alone. And my mom gave me a pair of Baptist glasses. So when I started to read the Bible, finally, on my own, I read it through the lens of my Baptist tradition. And that's why Protestants tend to see that, because anytime it talks about Jesus coming again, they plug the word rapture and, and assume, because of their tradition, that it's referring to something it's not. Steve Ray is my guest, Real Presence Radio Live, and my name is Monsignor Schumacher. A, a couple of things before we reach the top of the hour, Steve. As we're, we're talking about the last four things, uh, death, judgment, heaven, and hell, um, Steve, just I got two questions left for you in about two minutes. Um, first of all, what is hell? And, you know, I think a lot of people don't believe in it. Hell is very real. Jesus talked about hell more than anyone else. And Jesus, everybody said, oh, he's so loving and gentle and loving, kind Jesus, and yet he's the one that warned about hell more than anyone else did. Hell is eternal separation from God. We don't know about what it is. It's called the lake of fire, where the worm dies not, and there's gnashing of teeth, and it's forever. And there's the idea that some propose today, it's a heresy called universalism, that in the end, everyone will be saved in the end after maybe a short time in hell or punishment. They get out and everybody will eventually be in heaven, but that's been considered a heresy in the Church from the beginning. There is no such thing, and there's heaven and hell, and all of us will spend eternity in one or the other. When you think of eternity, that makes you want to get to confession pretty darn quick, because eternity is a long time to be separated from God, and that's what that's what hell is, is a Final, final death separation from God for all of eternity. And the creed ends with amen. What does amen it. mean? It, it means so be it. This is the truth. So be it. Final. This is what we believe. And I love it because the creed begins with I credo, which means I believe. Then we state what we believe. And in the end, we say so be it. Amen. That's the whole summary right there. Amen. I believe it. I'll die for it. So be it. That's what amen means. Steve Ray, um, thanks for being on the show again. Um, tell us about your Christmas. What did you do for Christmas? We just laid low. We had a nice time. We were moving to a new house, and so we that we were in the That's middle right. of that. But we spent a lot of time with our family. My mother was a, uh, turned 100 years old in November, so we got her out of the retirement center there, and we got her into a wheelchair, and we brought her to the family, and we had her for the whole Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. We got a hospital bed for her. She's 100 years old, and she's as sharp as a tack, and she only wants to talk about Jesus most of the time. So that's one of the things we did for Christmas, and just being with our grand kids, 19 grandkids and our families, and, but we just enjoyed it, and we went to Mass, and we just uh, thanked the Lord for coming to die for us and for, the, for all that He does for us every day. When you were in here in Bismarck, you were talking about packing, uh, and you're in a new house. Do you still have a woodchuck problem? You were shooting woodchucks no, last time we visited. No, not here. We were shooting woodchucks and skunks. I got seven skunks at Earl House, but we haven't had any of those here. We moved into town a little bit while we're building a new house out of the country, so haven't had any of those problems here yet. <laughs> uh, I, I, well, I bet they know you're there. They're just biding their time, Steve, huh? Yeah, they're staying in everybody else's yard. <laughs> Thank you, Steve Ray, well, for being on Real Presence Live. Thank you, Anything? Mark Senior. Keep up the good work. And I wish you all the best in your travels, CatholicConvert.com. Uh, Steve would be great to travel with. 
uh, a great soul. Uh, greet your family for us, and I wish you all the best in 2022, and uh, we'll visit with you again, Steve, here on the air, okay? Very good. I'll look forward to it. Thank you, Monsignor. Greetings yeah. to your parents and everybody in the Dakotas. Thank you very much. That is Steve Ray. The show continues to get better as we move into our second hour. My name is Monsignor Schumacher, and we're going to take a break on Real Presence Live of your Upper Midwest radio network. Uh, Happy 2022. We'll be back in just one moment.